It's Fox Top 5, the podcast where the hosts always agree to disagree. This week on Fox Top 5, Fox News contributor and former Utah Congressman Jason Chaffetz. That's a lot of fun. I'm going to put this on my top five memories at Fox News. This is great. And former congressman and host of the Trey Gowdy podcast, Trey Gowdy. You all wanted to talk about work or committee hearings, and I'm just looking for a sharp object so I can gouge my eyes out. Come together to share their top five least favorite memories from Congress. Here are this week's hosts, Jason and Trey. Welcome to Fox Top 5. I'm Jason Chaffetz, a former congressman and Fox News contributor. And today I'm joined by my friend and fellow former congressman and host of the Trey Gowdy podcast on Fox News Radio. Trey Gowdy. Welcome, Trey. Hello, JC. How are you? Appreciate Uh, you getting up before noon to do this. Hey, well, those McDonald's, they open up early. So, you know, I get after it When, when they're ready to go. I'm ready to go. Yeah, we can tell. I saw a picture of you recently. We can tell. Yeah, you don't get a body like mine by passing up sausage McMuffins and cheese. So, and if you're going to have one, you, if you're going to have one, you might as well have two. Or having a treadmill or a Peloton. You're right. <laughs> well, welcome because, as you know, every week on this podcast, Fox hosts, reporters, and personalities get together to share their top five of any given topic. Well, since Trey and I have both had the honor to serve as representatives in the United States Congress, not too long ago, we got together to give you our top five favorite memories from our time in Congress. Today, we're revisiting the topic, but this time we're sharing our top five least favorite memories from our time in Congress. And I don't know if there's enough space on the internet to cover and and put all the list of things that are on there, but you know, it is an honor and a privilege to serve, and there are a lot of great people and good things, but um, what's your least favorite thing about the eight years you spent in Congress? Well, JC, I want to amplify what you said. I mean, if anyone looked at our high school or college transcripts, this has to be a great country or else you or I would never have had the chance to serve in Congress. Uh, so I, I, I was grateful, you know, Anytime you can grow up in an area and have those folks trust you to be their representative um, is an awesome privilege. I, I'm going to start. I'm going to amend the question slightly uh, only on the first one I address uh, from you know, worst memory to most difficult memory. And then I won't be quite so serious. Number five, the most difficult memory I have from Congress, uh, and perhaps you share it also, uh, are those uh, life-changing but nevertheless incredibly difficult times where we would meet with the families from um, from folks who lost their lives in either terrorist attacks or you know, the Boston Marathon bombing. I remember uh, meeting a young man who lost his leg that Joey Kennedy was friends with. But I, but I remember that when John Boehner asked me to meet uh, with him and the parents uh, that had lost children um, at Sandy Hook uh, will forever be one of the most difficult things I have ever I've ever done in my life. And I've met with lots of folks who have lost loved ones. But to have the parents, uh, you know, being a parent, most of us ourselves, but you don't have to be one to just feel this abject grief 
as they slid the pictures of their children um, over to you, children uh, that lost their lives and that just, just horrific. I just, I don't have the words to describe the depravity uh, to take the life of a child, but that meeting with those parents will uh, forever be the most difficult thing I did when I was in Congress. Yeah, I, I mean, I would agree. The the um, it is such an honor and privilege to serve, and you know, you, as a member of Congress, you represent some eight hundred thousand people. And there are times that when you're called upon, you're the the member of Congress or one of a handful of members of Congress there, and you've got parents. You know, I had five members of the United States military who lost their lives and I attended their funerals and, and spoke at their funerals. And it was almost like our, my best day in Congress, but it was also the worst day because of the tragedy and the, the loss of life and the heartache. And, but at the same time, uh, to be able to represent, cause I know that everybody in my district and your district and all the districts around the country they would want to be there too and, and give a hug to that mom and that dad and, and thank them. And, you know, after Sandy Hug, I actually went up to that town. Uh, they asked me to appear on a on a Sunday morning television show with George Stephanopoulos. And I, I, I went up there in this round table and, and met people and felt what that town, you know, how, what it felt like up there. And hardest parts, um, but also I think the thing you're supposed to be doing. And um, anyway, I don't want to belabor it any, any more than that, but those are the hardest times, but also some of the best memories that I have doing the right thing and, and expressing love and gratitude on behalf of hundreds of thousands of people, friends and neighbors that couldn't be there. So, um, but I, I got some others on my list. Like um, how much did you enjoy like fundraising? Was that, was that, I know, it's always fun to dial somebody up and say, hey, you have a $1,000 that you can donate to the Chaffetz for Congress campaign. That was really, really a highlight for me. <laughs> well, I never did it. So that wasn't on my list. I, I, I never went to the NRCC and made a fundraising call. Not in the entire time I was there. Well, how'd you raise any money? I mean, you raised money back home. You may not have gone over to the NRCC, but... No, I mean, I, we would have events back home. And then, you know, once you kind of figure out the beauty and the magic of online, uh, which are smaller donors, but I, I just never, I could do it. I was having this conversation with Tim Scott, actually, this week. I would have no qualms at all calling someone and asking them to help Tim or you or Johnny Radcliffe or Kevin McCarthy or somebody that I believed in, but I was never good at doing it for myself. I just... Just wasn't good at it, so. Yeah, that was one of my least favorite things to do. Number four. What else is on your list? Uh, late night vote series. Um, voting at midnight <laughs> and then again at two o'clock in the morning and then again at four o'clock in the morning. You know, some of our colleagues slept during those intervals and then some of our colleagues slept with a guy named Jack Daniels during those intervals. And <laughs> everyone is tired and nothing we ever voted on. And I mean, ever at that hour ever became law. So it's a waste of electricity. Everyone's <laughs> hair looked like mine. Uh, which means a family of squirrels had moved out of it, except Mick Mulvaney's <laughs> hair. It looked even worse. He looked like he had been in a wind tunnel with some gorilla glue. 
<laughs> well, the, the, that started at about 7 p.m. Of course, Mick, congressman from South Carolina, also the chief of staff to the president. Uh, acting and, chief uh, of staff. Get the title oh, right. Yeah, acting. acting. <laughs> I liked it when Mick came out and he was wearing his, he would wear a vest. Now, you know, in the years 2000, 2000 plus, I don't know a whole lot of people that wear vests. Uh, as part of their suit, but man, he always reminded me of that game Clue, like Professor Plum in the bedroom with the candlestick. It was so fun to tease well, him. Well, that, that was actually a pretty good memory to tease Mick. That's not how I greeted him. When he wore that silly vest, I would always walk up to him and say, I'm going to stick on 17 because he looks like <laughs> a blackjack dealer at a casino. <laughs> I would say, uh, Mick, I'm just going to stick on 17. And he never knew what I was talking about, but the vest made him look like a blackjack dealer. I was, it was so fun to just, I mean, he was such a great target. He was really, he was really quite fun. And, you know, it was also a joy to see people um, like yourself and, and some of the others bright and early in the morning down in that house gym. That, that has to be one of the highlights of my memories. Yeah, well, I'm saving the house, Jim, because it's way higher up my list. But if you want me to go in order, right after late night vote series, which were, I mean, can you imagine, you know the bell's going to go off. You have to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, so you can't go to sleep, but you're exhausted and nothing you ever do is going to matter. The countdown continues after this. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Number three. That also reminds me of what we call markups during committees, which yeah. is you get this bill and then everyone has an amendment. And you knew that not only were the amendments never going to become law, but the bill was never going to become law. So you remember, someone would say, you know, Mr. Chairman, Madam Chairman, I have an amendment at the desk, so it gets read. And then everyone who wants to speak on that amendment gets five minutes. And then we got to vote and you do it all night long. And some of the chairpersons would be kind and order pizza. But by the time I got back there, you and Ferenthal and Radcliffe had already eaten every piece of the good pizza. So if you like cheese pizza at three o'clock in the morning voting on something that will never become law, you would love Congress. Yeah, it, it was highly productive. Sometimes these markups, you know, a bill would go to the committee, say the Judiciary Committee, which Trey and I both served on. And these markups sometimes would go in for three or four days. And it was almost a game of chicken. Like once the chairman would say, oh, we're going to keep it going as late as we can so that the uh, minority will will give up their hand. Meanwhile, the minority's like, no, I'll stay as long as we can. And next thing you know, it's 3.30 in the morning and you're like, no, no. <laughs> Everybody would have to come out, raise their hand. Those poor clerks who would look at us and have to call out our names. Oh, I felt so bad for them. It's one thing if you're voting on something substantive that's going to actually have a chance to really impact people's lives. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about amendments that were just solely designed to make other people cast difficult votes. And Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. And every once in a while, there was a creative one, but most of the time, no. And it was the same cast of characters. 
Ay, ay, ay. There were always some people, too, that would ask questions, and I would just cringe. I'd want to crawl under my desk, and I, it was just kind of embarrassing sometimes, the questions that came out of people's mouths. But, hey, you know, they're, they're able to ask whatever questions they want, I guess. Sometimes, sometimes I got no idea what they were asking. I mean, I needed a translator or subtitles to figure out what they were saying. <laughs> Yeah, there were some pretty funny instances, and I'm surprised we didn't get more in trouble because it, 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 sometimes it kept pretty funny between yourself and John Ratcliffe and and uh, a few others there. It, it, there were some, there were a lot of smiles and laughs too. Yeah, Ratcliffe what has a much better sense of humor than anyone would ever imagine. I mean, he looks so boring on television, but he actually is so funny. Oh, I know. The guy has a very quick wit and uh, love love the guy and pours his heart and soul into it. On my list was just being away, you know. I love you guys, uh, but I love my wife and kids a whole lot more. And, you know, I was only home four or five days a month because I was jealous of you on the East Coast. They just going to South Carolina back. My goodness. But... You know, Utah's a four and a half hour plane ride, and and um, and then I, you know, I had a harder time raising money than you did, but and then being chairman and going overseas, and I, it, it's just um, again an honor, but exhausting that way. I worry about the people that want to stay there in perpetuity forever. That those are the people that should people should be scared of. What I think is funny is I ask your wife, Julie, what her list of least favorite things and you being gone was not in her top 50. So I'm, I'm just stunned at the disparity in the two lists that y'all had. You know, it's funny because I remember I came home one time, you know, when I got done with Congress and she said, hey, listen, let's just remember something. Uh, this is not the oversight committee. You're not the chairman, and your vote doesn't count. So as long as we understand each other, I'm like, yes, dear, I do get it. Number two. two. All right, well, I'm, I'm ready. I've finally been cleared by my therapist to give you my second least favorite. Uh, second? You're a second? That's like my whole list, but keep going. Number no, I've two. got two more. Number right. two on my list is the shower down in the member's gym. So I want people to imagine waking up after four or five hours of terrible sleep on a couch with construction going on all the time and Kevin McCarthy in the office next to you who literally snores like an F5 tornado. So you get up after that and you go down to take a shower and what can only be described is like a prison shower with open stalls and you really want to gouge your eyes out uh, at some of the scenes that you saw walking and so then you go and you turn on the knob to take a shower and what comes out is really Jason is skim milk that was the consistency of the water it, it was a color I had never seen before in nature uh, it it's is a, just watered down <laughs> It's D.C. municipal water. What could go wrong with that? Come on. It's skim milk. So you, you are actually dirtier after the shower than you were before you took the shower. But the worst part of that, and and I want to you know make sure uh, this is a G-rated podcast, so I'm going to phrase this correctly. Um, I had always hoped that the longest conversation I would ever have in my life with a totally nude person would be with my wife, Terry. 
That was always my hope. That's the longest conversation I've ever had with a totally nude person. But she's like 12th on the list because you guys walked around with no towel on. Wanted to you talk about, y'all wanted to talk about work or committee hearings. And I'm just looking for a sharp object so I can gouge my eyes out so I don't have to look anymore. But that's, right, that would be the worst memory I had. Let's amend those comments to say you guys... I don't know what it is with some of my colleagues, but they put towels everywhere. Some of these guys can't pick up a towel and wrap it around them, for goodness sake, and just stroll around. They sit in the chairs. We had these, like, leather chairs, and they would sit in them butt naked. Oh, I was just God. so gross. Yeah. <laughs> so I, gross. Yeah, this my is therapy. not like a... Oh, my gosh. It, 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 it was the worst. Yeah, my, my therapist has encouraged me to not talk about this anymore. It actually does not help me to talk about it. But you want to know my, my worst memories? I mean, the walk to go take a skim-built shower and then the walk back. Well, sleeping in my office, too, the other thing, I slept on a cot. Trey went to some like local store and like bought one of those couches that folds out into a bed. So a little cushier, a little nicer. I, I, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. The thing that drove me nuts is when we're in there every week, they had to test the alarm. They had to test the alarm at like two 30 in the morning to make sure that the alarm would go off. And uh, sure enough, it works. I can promise you that it works, but, oh. Uh, that and yeah. the construction. Yeah, exactly. Well, but even that's not my number one least favorite recollection. Number. 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 Number one. Five, four, three. Number one. Okay, so what's at the top of your list? Uh, meeting you. Um, and <laughs> no, this is why. I mean, I ate more meals with you other than Tim Scott. You would be at the top of the list. I can't have coffee or tea with you because you're judging me. I can't tell any PG <laughs> stories. Heaven forbid I say a bad word. I mean, Mormons are just not any fun to eat dinner with. <laughs> Who would have thought that I would have traded up? when I got Tim Scott, who is literally perfect and does nothing wrong, but it's still much more exciting. The only thing in the Book of Mormon that you violated is the chapter on gluttony. Because you, you had a plate the size of a hubcap full of food, and then you would look up and say, man, this is a great appetizer, you should try it. And then your main course would come, and then you would top it off with a dozen cookies, and my favorite, is you would say, hey, let's go walk off dinner for a minute on the way back to office. You could walk to the southern tip of South America and not walk off what you had just eaten. So, uh, I would well, say- Wow, I'm really glad we're doing this podcast. This is a lot of fun. I'm gonna put this on my top five memories at Fox News. This is great. <laughs> well, I thought they wanted us to be honest. Yeah, well. Yeah, to a point. Um, I've heard of carb loading for a marathon. I have heard of carb loading. What I have not heard is carb loading without running the marathon. (laughs) Trey, you got to understand about this about Trey Gowdy. He is a man of routine. He eats the exact same thing every meal, every day. 
If it's not a certain day at a certain time, he's not going to eat it. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Like you have to have your big thing of spaghetti, right? On Saturday nights. Oh no. But when you get there during the day, the thing you want to do, if you really want to interrupt Trey and really just drive him nuts, (laughs) is to tell somebody, you know what you should do is you go over there and just sit with Trey during breakfast because that's really what he wants to do. Uh. He just wants to have a conversation with you. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm not a morning person, but now you know why, because I had just endured an NC-17 movie down, down taking a shower. That's why I needed some time alone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you have anything else on your worst memories uh, in Congress on your list there? No, I think I've covered them all, and I think I've ensured that we'll never be invited back to do a top five again. <laughs> Well, I, I, uh, I, I just, I still have a hard time just being away so much and it was an honor, but there's gotta be a better balance in, in life, you know, get in, serve and then get out. I think you did that right. I did that right. Others are doing that right. But man, worry about the people that want to be there for decades. Cause it just is a weird, weird place. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously I was kidding. Not only were you not my least favorite memory? I cannot imagine uh, the eight years without you know a handful of folks, and you're on that you're on that hand. I mean, you were so much fun to be around. You worked hard, and we were on lots of the same committees. But and I do remember the committee stuff. But I I remember the evenings uh, ate a ton of meals together with Timmy and Ratcliffe and Mark Walker and Mia and other people, and then the walk back and. You know, it's, uh, those will be the memories that, uh, that I cherish the most or just the, just the time being around colleagues and, um, and you were one of my fondest memories and you still are. So. No, it was, it was great. It was an honor to serve with you and an amazing group of people, but, uh, yeah, some of them have a special place in my memory along the way too. So anyway, fun to share this. I hope everybody who's listening enjoys it and understands uh, the respect we have for, for Congress and the and the duty and the responsibility. But along the way, a lot of weird things happen. Yeah, I mean, it's a challenge. You got to take the job seriously, but never take yourself seriously. And um, yeah. I don't yeah. I don't think either one of us, uh, we certainly did not get enamored with the trappings of Congress. Uh, This is, as always, a lot of fun being with you. And I want to thank uh, everyone for listening and encourage them to please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at foxnewspodcast.com. And let us know uh, your top five or what you would like to see. I feel quite certain you and I won't be invited back to do it. But if there are other top fives that listeners want to hear, I'm sure the folks will incorporate that in. You've been listening to Fox Top 5 on the Fox News Podcast Network. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table, the Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts.